Gabi Martinelli He comes from São Paulo and he plays for the Arsenal. Good morning and welcome to the Central Line. Just let you all know that Tottenham are shit. Tottenham Hotspur are shit. Hello, welcome back to the Mr. Arsenal podcast. Uh, we're back properly. Pre-season has officially got underway today for Arsenal. We've had a bit of drama last night with some pairs with Avenia. Chelsea get the test of own medicine now, which is fantastic. And we've got the game back together in terms of Steve and Andrew joining me. And we've got a new face, uh, Ray. How are you doing, Ray? I'm there. You all right, guys? Hello. 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 Can you can you hear us, Ray? I don't think Ray can hear us. Yeah, can um, this is wood. Um, right. Uh, trying to think. Um, Ray, can uh, try go. I don't know. Who's his phone? I don't know. I'm trying to now. This is a good start, isn't this? <laughs> I'm just sending him a message off the time. Yeah. Oh dear, got Luca in the chat, we've got Steve in the chat, or one of the Steves anyway. How are we doing guys? Um, whilst we're sorting that out, um, yeah, we'll start both waiting for to come back and get that sorted. Steve, how's your summer been so far and what are you making up the, in terms of what we're hearing about transfers wise and how we're acting in the in the window and what, how are you looking forward to the new season with the new fixtures around the corner? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I mean, obviously we had a slow start to the transfer window, but it seems to have picked up in the last week. Now, and the rumours have turned real sort of uh, deals. I mean, we've been waiting for you know, Jesus to announce, but that's all done and dusted from what I'm hearing. So, and we're still looking at other players. So, um, mm. you know, we still have some money, don't we? So, um, yeah, it's all good. Um, if we lose out on Rafina, well, you know. That's the way it is, isn't it? You know, you get or price you want to pay for a player to a degree. If they want more, this comes into a bidding war, then you, you might lose out, mind you. But um, I think, as you mentioned, Pepe to step up play, we wouldn't need Rafina, would we? Yeah, that's You're what right. I said, isn't it? On, on Twitter just now, Steve, you, I think you saw it, didn't you? I put that out yeah. on Twitter just. Just recently, uh, yeah, bang on, bang on, really. You've got a 72 million pound player sitting on the bench for nine minutes per well, eight minutes per game, haven't you? Yeah, and that's well, that's if he's lucky if he gets on for the last 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see how the next 
Chris Dad will sign another player that we've never heard of. Is it me or is Steve lagging? Is it my connection or it's my end as well? Is like yeah, I think five second delay or so. Yeah, I think can you're you... lagging. I think you're lagging, Steve. Your connection ain't great. Can you guys hear me? All right. Yeah, yes. Can you hear us though? That's important. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Yeah, hear you loud and clear, mate. How are you? Oh, nice one. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. How are you both? Very well, thank you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, and yourself yeah. and yourself. Yeah, must be. This is obviously Melvin put you. Obviously recommended we get together and sort something out because obviously you don't yeah. come on the podcast and all that. Mm -hmm. Love to talk about Arsenal. So here we are. This is, um, here we are. Thanks for having me. Steve back in, what have been your thoughts on the summer so far? Mine had a little meltdown yesterday. Well, it always <laughs> happens in uh, in Arsenal world, doesn't it? A meltdown. But no, I think it's been good. I think um, we've done our business fairly early. I know it's only two players, but we look like we're proactive. Um I think losing out on Rafinha is just one of those things, um, especially to a Champions League club. Um, and obviously not qualifying last season has hurt us in that regard. But I just hope that we, if Rafinha is not our plan A, we do have a plan B and a possibly plan C that we're going to try and execute and try and get in if, you know, Rafinha doesn't work out. Um like I say, at the moment, the jury's still very much out. Um, but let's see what they do. Um, so far, so good. Mm. Mm. Man, I mean, the meltdown yesterday, I was, I was, in, some of the, I was in a Twitter space of like, Hugh Wizzy's posting, I was in there. There's a few of us that were reasonable in terms of it weren't, like, it weren't the end of the world. We are going to have a plan B, C and all that, like we did last year. Look, people seem to think, as that memory loss of this time last year, before we went for Ramsdale, fully committed to Ramsdale, we were looking at the Ajax uh, goalkeeper, Andre Anana, waiting mm, to see what yeah. happened there. Obviously, Ooh, no, no. see what happened the suspension side of things. And then once that had been dealt with, we decided, you know what, even though it's a few months of the season, do we really want a goalkeeper that can't play for us for the first few months until obviously his suspension is lifted? So we went out and got went out and fully committed to Aaron Ramsdale. And it, hasn't, it hasn't been a bad thing. He's arguably, he's been, he's, 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 he's been brilliant, he's isn't he, Ramsdale? Absolutely brilliant. Well, a bit of an understatement there, Ryan, yeah. But, but barring <laughs> the last couple uh, couple uh, weeks of the season, after he came back from the international break, when he had, he was clearly, he must have come back with that injury. The injury he had, a, the injury he had going into that video away game, he must have been, he must have been rushed back early because... Things were happening that weren't happening earlier in the season, mm. but we'll see. Obviously, next season will be more telling because we'll be playing more games, etc. We've got obviously Matt Turner being announced as well. Good to see him come in. There's little videos here and there, and another thing people were forgetting most recently was all having, people were all having a meltdown over fucking Spurs signing Basuma for twenty five mil, forgetting a what's got it hanging over his head, but b within twenty four hours we've announced we've. Out of nowhere, no one was fucking talking about it. Fabio Vieira, the return of Vieira himself, mm. <laughs> and out of nowhere, that was literally. And out of nowhere, it pops up, done, dusted. So it proves when people don't fucking talk shit, we can get our business done quick, done and dusted quick. Like this day's we all, everyone now knows it's done. But obviously, Arsenal haven't officially announced, but we know it's done because you've got the big wigs in the media going, 
done, medicals passed, yeah. photos done, this, that, and the other. And it's just like, I mean, I was speaking to James Road the other day when it came out about um, the Martinez lad from Ajax. I want to get more info on him. And he said, the likes of Fabio Vieira, uh, Fabio Vieira, uh, Fabrizio Romano and David Ornstein are the vein of every club's, uh, every club hate them. They can't stand them because they give away everyone's, they give away all their secrets. They, no matter if it's true or not, they put these little things out there, trust them, and they, they just spout it out. And it's like, it can't be good for the club. You can't get it? your business done because then, literally, I mean, every player we've been linked with, Tottenham are linked with, Chelsea won, United won, it's <laughs> Barcelona won, apparently. It is absolutely like every player. I mean, what are the odds on that? It's, it's just ridiculous, and it just makes our job even like Edu's and Arteta say our job is Edu and Arteta. Their job's even harder to get what they want. But I have no doubts based on what we saw last year with the signings we made. Even if we don't get a plan, our plan A for a certain position we're looking at this summer, there's a plan B in place, and there's no there's 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 a high chance that plan B could be as good, if not better. Than the plan A in the first place in terms of set coming in and settling into our system. Because for me, Rafinha, not taking aside, I had, my my major doubts with him was from we I watched we watched him play against us at the back end of last season when he lost his head when um, Luke Hayden got sent off. He absolutely completely lost his head. He was on the verge of being sent off by the ref. That aside, for two, he's, only, he's only had two years of Premier League football. He's been a, I think it was at Vens before, but it's been two years at Premier League football. There's no guarantee <laughs> making a step up to a uh, an Arsenal would actually benefit him. It, it's a huge for the for the money they're asking because they survived. It's a huge risk for us, and we've been burnt like this before with Pepe. In terms of all these all these clubs wanted Pepe, there was a price they put on it. We went in straight away in the end and went thirty-two mil. There you go then. And look what happened afterwards. I know there's a lot of other, um, what's his name? Oh, your favorite, your favorite man, Andrew, uh, Don Raul, fucking doing oh, the dodgy side of it. There's a bit yeah. of dodginess in that deal and all that, as they found out. But even for the play himself, the, the price tag for Pepe, it's always played on him because everyone's a bat literally from day one. Oh, you had a bad game, that's it, 72 million, not worth it. It's bats as them over there, they can't. Because of what social media is nowadays, it batteries batters of confidence, and then you don't get the best out of them. Because there's a with Pepe, there's a player there, but clearly the Premier League isn't for him, and it hasn't been helped by a parts of our fan base and the media jumping on him because of a price tag that he didn't ask for, by the way. And I think that's a there's a there's a possibility of any any chance of risk that was sixty five million pound that we don't deem in the first place, to be worthy of what he we think he's worth. For us to then go, you know what, just throw the money at it, just for the sake of it, is naive, and it can come back and bite us in the arse. And when it does, if it did come back and spot us on the arse with Rafinha, he completely flops. You have the same people clamouring for Rafinha to come in, like, oh, it's the saviour, da-da-da-da, slagging the club off for buying him, in the first, buying him in the first place then. Why did you buy him? What, what a waste of money. It's like the club can't win. Yeah, I think also, sorry to interrupt, guys, but I think uh, also Saka plays in the same position as Pepe, and Mm. Saka, in my opinion, is is our best player. So we're never going to get the full potential out of a player like Pepe, 
because obviously Saka's in there, he's thriving, and we all want him to do well. So if we play him out of position in a league that maybe doesn't suit him, in a system that doesn't suit him, you know, I think it's always, we're always asking for trouble, really, aren't we? So, Yeah, exactly. 100%. I mean, I sorry, I'll probably put pass on to Stephen Andrew as well and get your thoughts. Um, I had a conf- had someone in the chat was, uh, messaged me on um, Instagram this, uh, in, privately, and I was like, because this person has been constantly, when everything goes wrong, I've asked a bottle to ask. I've had to sit there for half an hour and actually explain via quiz on Instagram, via text. We didn't, we haven't bottled Rafinha. We offered pretty much the same as, in terms of price weight, price wise, the same as Chelsea. We just want to do it more structured. Days have gone full. There you go. And that's more on the need to go in. Well, we'll get all our money in one hit. So why not? We'll go for Chelsea then. And then, and then he brings on Tienemans. I'm like, well, fucking Tienemans, the fee was agreed, personal teams were agreed, agent fees were originally agreed, and at the last minute, the agents actually decided, actually, no, well, we want to be more greedy and want more money. So Arsenal gone, no, 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 no. And instead of dragging it out all summer and have it sort of possibly affect our other deals that are trying to get over the line, we put that on the back burner for now, knowing the player wants to leave anyway, and gone, well, we're going to get Zuzu's over the line, try and get Rafinha over the line, Try and get Martinez lad in, and then we'll come back once everything else is done. Try and get this team was at the end of this, in the window, possibly. And it's just like any it's, parts of this fan base do frustrate me because it's anything goes wrong, we bottled it. And I'm just like, no, not the case at all. We don't, and even through throughout history, not just at Arsenal and any club, and this all man seat of this world nowadays, or PSG or Liverpool at the moment, where they are at the moment, you're never going to get your first choice. There's a guarantee. You can have a whole five or six players at your first choice. And this is one of them three teams I've mentioned. You ain't getting your first choice. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, but, yeah, but Gabriel Jesus is our first choice. No, our main, main, I know, I know, I know. But we got him. We got him straight away. He was the most important one. He was our number one priority right. of the yeah, transfer exactly. window. And we managed to get him. And, you, I mean, with Rafinha, he ain't going to get every single player that he goes for. It's ridiculous. There's going to be yeah, other exactly. clubs in the mix. Why are people having a meltdown that we haven't got him? Well, uh, you know, A, it's actually seen a couple of one or two journalists just before we came live saying he hasn't made a choice yet and Arsenal is still uh, umming and ahhing about whether to up their bid. So it's not 100% dead anyway, but but nearly there. But even so, you ain't going to get every single target you go after. It's ridiculous. That's not football. It's never happened that way. This This ain't FIFA. No. I also it's, almost think like a, it's almost like a party, isn't it? You you invite 20 people and 10 will turn up. Yeah. So you yeah. spread your... You well, that's your parties, around. mate. That's your right? party. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, all right. I know you <laughs> I feel a bit sorry for you now, mate. <laughs> well, that's why I feel like 100 against 10. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, a lot of it is media talk, isn't it? How serious were we for Rafinha? You know, we don't really know, do we? I mean, all the in knows we're talking about all these players, and then nobody, well, I don't think anybody did, picked out Vieira, did they? No. He just from nowhere. So you're talking about Richarlison, you're talking about Tielemans, they're talking about Rafina, a few other players. You know, we may be interested in them in a in a sort of a loose way, but I mean, Rafina was one of the, is a, is another luxury player we didn't really need, but. Having said that, I mean, last season, one of the things we failed was having enough quality on the bench 
wasn't it? Enough quality on the mm. bench to to take players off and bring somebody of equal quality on. Yeah. So having Rafina on the bench, you know, but is Rafina going to want to be the sort of player that sits on the bench? You know, for the majority of games, because Saka is going to play the majority of games, isn't he? Mm. Um, yeah. Now, but will he play at Chelsea? I mean, Chelsea have got a lot of good players. You know, will he play every week at Chelsea? No. Or was he really just was he really just waiting for Barcelona to come in? Yeah, I think Rafinha is probably the hardest transfer out of our targets to actually complete, yeah. simply because he's the most expensive, and he's the most in demand. Mm. Um, as far as I'm aware, I think there's what at least three clubs ourselves, Chelsea and Barca, all chasing him. Mm. Yeah. Um, so he'll choose, he'll choose at the end of the day where he wants to go. Exactly. Right. So, and like I say, he is the most expensive. He hasn't got one year left on his contract, so it's a difficult deal to get done. And yeah. this sort of deal, I think we have to move quick. If we don't get him, we don't get him. You know, thanks very much, and we have to move on. But I don't know. Maybe that's why the club are putting all their eggs in this basket and leaving the likes of Tielemans and those sorts of deals on the back burner for now. I, I don't really know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that nobody really knows what the plan is, do we? Other than the type of player they want. And does Rafinha fit into that plan? He's it right seems to be a big, big target. I mean, we wouldn't have made the first initial bid if we weren't really, really interested. We, would, we wouldn't have made the bid if we hadn't spoken to the representatives of Rafinha yeah. and he'd agreed mm. to... Say yes, I would like to move to Arsenal. We wouldn't have made that bid in the first place. So we've got far down the line with it. But what we don't want to do is pay over the odds like we did before with Pepe, and we don't want to get into a bidding war with a player that we've got a valuation on. We think he's worth X amount and no more. And we should stick to our guns as far as that's concerned. We shouldn't start going over the odds and paying more than we need to for a player that we, we value at a certain amount. I, I, I really want the club to do that. I don't want us to go over the top like we did with Pepe because that's killed the guy's career at Arsenal, like you said, Ryan. You know, he's never going to ever be able to live up to that price tag. His name was officially changed on Depot to uh, sorry, £72 million Pepe. That's what his new name. Mm-hmm. He will forever be known as that. Um, so we don't want another one of those going down the line. No. no. Especially because you're not buying him as a first first team player, well, first team player, but not as a starter, unless something drastically mm. happens to Saka. Well, he'll get games, won't he? Because we've got two games a week. Yeah, you know, and you've got five you're... substitutes now, haven't you? You've got five yeah. substitutes now. So yeah, he got... certainly play a lot of minutes. He's, he's, gonna, he's not going to be one of these glorified substitutes for that amount of money. There's no way on earth he's going to be playing most games. Um, mm. Maybe not from the start, but he's going to be playing more minutes. And it's not going to be... I think it was um, Clive on one, you know, the Arsenal Vision podcast was saying it's not going to be when players are sitting down to uh, talk about contracts and transfers. They're not going to say how many starts am I going to get anymore. It's about how many, how many minutes you're going to get mm. because that's what it's all about now. You're going to get players to start the game. You're going to get players to end the game. Um, it's going it's going to totally change the dynamic of football, really, the five subs rule, to be honest, because mm. you are going to have specialists in the game now, players are, you know, more, much more aligned to coming on for the last half hour rather than starting mm. the games and vice versa. Mm. So it's going to be quite interesting in that aspect. So he would have got a lot of minutes. He would have been a very important player for us. But, um, yeah, I just stand by what I said. I don't want us to start paying over the odds for players out of desperation anymore because that could affect the fact whether we could nip in at the end of the transfer window. 
So yeah, if, if, if we pay another 20 million quid for you know, for Rafinha, that could, literally could happen. It could mean that we don't go for Tielemans in the end. Mm. So I don't want that sort of thing to happen. You don't want it to drag on for the whole transfer window either, waiting and waiting no. and waiting. Then you miss out on other players because you're waiting for X player. You know, the straw line under it. If we can't get him at the price we want to pay, there's going to be lots of other players that we can get probably cheaper as a, you know, as a squad player. And that's, that's where we'll go. Yeah, Pepe's still part of the squad, isn't we? You know, yeah, well, Rafinha, you've got to move Pepe on for what 30, 40 million. Who's going to pay 30, 40 million for Pepe? No, we're going to end up paying half his salary and he's going to end up going out on loan. That's what will happen, yeah. Um, which is just, just, just ridiculous. <laughs> it's a recurring it's, story, it's frustrating though because there is a player in Pepe, like, oh, yeah, without a doubt. I will always stand by that, Ray. I will always stand by that, and like I Steve said, I put a tweet out not long ago saying it's the sad thing is if he was trusted more by the manager we wouldn't need Rafinha he does everything Rafinha could do he basically is isn't he yeah yeah and he could probably yeah. score more goals than Rafinha if you're honest he's, he's that yeah. type of player he's very very good in front of goal yeah but he's not trusted he doesn't get the minutes he's inconsistent but I genuinely believe deep down I, that the inconsistency is down to the fact that he doesn't play enough minutes because he wants it enough, though. Do you think he wants it enough? Yeah, I do. I really, really do. I think he's. I honestly think, genuinely, he's been marginalised within the squad. He doesn't feel wanted. He doesn't feel trusted. You, I mean, in any walk of life, in any job that you do, if that's the case, if you don't feel like that with your, with your boss, that you're not valued at all, you, st- you it changes your attitude. <laughs> so you're only human. Whether you're a multi-millionaire footballer or doing anything uh, in life if you feel like you're being marginalised and your manager's got favourites and he's always with them and he's always praising them and they're always winning the monthly awards and all this sort of stuff and you're being completely left out he never talks to you you're going to feel down about that you're going to feel like you're not you're at the wrong place I feel that that's, that's the way he's feeling because you you want to be wanted especially when you've been bought for that sort of amount of money you think you're going to go into the squad and be a major part of that team, and you're excited about it. And then all of a sudden, after being the man of the match in the FA Cup, your club go and buy a Willian and put him in front of yeah. you and never pl- never play you again. How are you going to feel? But his minutes just dropped off. Then at the end of that season, he got his way back into the team. He was probably one of our best players in the last 10 games of the, ma- of the season. Mm. What did he score? Uh, uh, something like eight in nine games or something. something. Like that, or nine, nine in 11, maybe. He was brilliant at the end of that season, and then all of a sudden he didn't get played again. But mm. when he's get when he got those games and the run of games, and he got the confidence back up, he was brilliant. But he's not ever getting those last season. I mean, I don't even know how many minutes he played. He, he must have been. It's got to be about just a handful. Yeah, just and ten minutes here and there, wasn't it? That was that, that. is that is literally going to affect your. Mindset, it's going to affect your confidence, it's going to affect your consistency, and that's why when he does come into the team, he's very hit and miss because mm. that is literally natural for any anyone to, when you're doing anything. You're going to be patchy when you haven't had the practice. Um, and it's it's one thing being on the training pitch five days a week, it's another thing actually playing the games at the highest level in world football. So, uh, you <laughs> If he had that trust, if the manager all of a sudden 
really warm to him again, gave him a chance, put his arm around him and say, look, you know, I do see a, a route here for you. It's not over. I think we could get a tune out of him again. I really do. I mean, I was at the uh, Wolves at home game where we uh, won in the last minute, sat in the North Bank for that game. And Pepe come on as a sort of sub with about 25 minutes to, to go. Uh, I think he scored the equaliser and he set brilliant, the winner. Yeah. And he was, he was brilliant that night. Yeah. I think that night as well, um, his missus might have had a baby. I might be slightly yeah. mistaken. That's right. And yeah. He wanted to come back early and, and be part of the team. Mm. And he was he was brilliant. It's really frustrating that he never got a a run back in the you know back in the sides to really show what he can do. Yeah, I'd say Saka is our best player in my opinion, your best young player at least, and you know he's he's really thriving. But as a if if Arteta wants to be a top coach and a top manager, he's got to get his his squad on sides. You know, it means using every single member. Yeah. Um, and like I say, it is just really frustrating mm. how. He was so good in that one particular game. All right, it was 25 minutes. But then he comes yeah. in, dribs and drabs and, you know. It's... The next game, though, Ray, don't you remember? The next game he came on was when we were chase, uh, holding on to a lead. And he he's not the player you bring on when you're holding yeah. on to a lead. And yeah. do you remember he gave away that free kick with about a minute or two left? I can't remember who we were playing Villa, now. That's the Villa. That's it, yes. And he was a nightmare that game because... It was just completely the wrong time. To, that that was poor management, in my opinion. That was a wrong substitute to bring on at that particular point because we were really under the cosh. And he's not the sort of play you bring on when you're under the cosh. You're trying to defend the lead at all. He gave yeah. away that free kick. Everyone went mental. I felt sorry for him. I, I, I genuinely did. Um, but I I think I can't see a way back for him into the team, which is really is bad. Can you see a way back from him? Where I can't. I can't under Arteta, unfortunately. I just think he just... There's something There's something there really bad between them. I don't know what it is, where it's come from. Um, but I've said this before, Steve and Ryan, you will have heard this loads of times, but he never, he survived all the cull of players, didn't he? Mm. It's, got, it's got to be something that to draw upon. You know, he Arteta's been ruthless getting rid of a load of players. Mm. But he survived. So there's got to be something there. But I'm telling you now, right, if I was the owner of Arsenal, if I was part of, F, of um, the Kroenke family <laughs> and Arteta came to me and said, look, can I have 70, 65, 70 million quid for Rafinha? I'd say, no, fuck off. You've got 72, you've got 72 million pound Nicolas Pepe sitting on your bench. Work it out with him. Mm. He's still mm. in his prime years. He's got an excellent goal-scoring record and assist record with the club. Go and sort it out with him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think... Got a, I, he's got a coach. Yes. Yeah. Do yeah. your management stuff. That's why you get paid the big bucks, mate. Don't come here asking for me to replace him when we've just paid that amount of money for him. He's got two years left on his contract. He's just sitting there. You're not using the fella. I would not sanction a, a, a move for Rafinha in that situation. Not in a million years. They say, okay, well, fair enough. You're not going to use him. Sell him for get our money back then. Yeah, but you don't know he's that's already been decided, do you? You don't know that's already been decided, do you? That Pepe's gone. He ain't going to get anywhere. He's not going to get anything with the message from Nicholas Pepe. Rafinha is, is Pepe's toast. That's the message mm. you're sending out, isn't it? Whether it's Rafinha yeah. or another player, Pepe's toast. That's yeah. what yeah. saying, isn't it, really? Um, yep. And that's so, what the club is saying, really. You know, it's time... 
we'll, we'll get what we can for him. He could go out on loan for a year. We'll go off somewhere and pay his wages or whatever. Um, and we'll bring somebody else in. Yeah, but if you're Stan Kroenke or Josh Kroenke, would you be happy with that? Of course yeah, you would. you know about football, to be fair? Yeah, but he knows about money, mate. That's all that matters. He knows about money, yeah. It's a question of... Um, all that money down the Arteta drain. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's down to Edu and Arteta to sort out the playing side, isn't it? Yeah, um, but that, it's, it's poor management. Poor management. And, and uh, yeah, but I, I, like Steve F just said, and I do, I do agree as well, Steve, it, in, in certain cases that... That is right. But uh, in that particular game, we were really under the cosh at that point, mm. if you remember. They were starting to really, really ramp up the pressure. And in certain cases, I do agree, yeah, that, that is a, you are right in what you've just wrote, written. But that, if you remember that match, I don't think it was a good substitution at all in that case. But um, we have to wait and see what happens. But I can't see a future for him, which is really quite sad, really. And the fact that everyone's ranting and raving over Lou. Potentially, potentially losing Rafinha, it's just nonsense because it was never a done deal in the first place. We put a bid in. That doesn't mean we're going to get him. It doesn't mean we're going to get all our first choice players that we're linked to either. It happens, and people have been putting on Twitter that, like you said, Ryan, Arsenal bottled the transfer or whatever. Or actually, I saw something that said uh, the Rafinha. Uh, losing Rafinha shows the holes in Arsenal's recruitment system. I nearly threw my phone against the wall. I think, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what a load of nonsense. You know, just because we haven't signed that one player that other multiple clubs are going for that have got yeah. Euro, Champions League football to offer them and, and obviously bottomless pockets when it comes to paying them each week. It's just nonsense. Yeah. Our, our transfer... Um, policy has been fantastic lately. Thank you very much. Just go and do your homework. But uh, anyway, you get some stupid I mean, part people of me on Twitter. Sort of that, you know, if he's considering other offers from other clubs, then let them have him. I, I want players that really want to yeah. the club. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, totally. And that's what we got last season when we were buying the Ramsdales and the other players. We were buying players that actually want to play for Arsenal. Yes, and yeah. that's what I want. So for Afina's, I'm in an hour and about an extra. I don't know, 50 grand a week to go and play for Chelsea or Barcelona. I don't think Barcelona have actually got the money to buy them anyway. But, um, you know, fair play, go and do that. But, you know, we'll look elsewhere. Yeah, I'm I mean, totally at, with you. Totally with you Matt on Turner, that. who we've just brought in. Um, yeah. Just you know, he's absolutely that. buzzing to be here. And yeah. I don't Same know with Fabio Vieira. Same with Fabio Vieira. Yeah. Vieira. yeah. Whether they're, you know, they're good enough or not, time will tell. But they're definitely going to give it absolutely everything because they... They love this club and they they want to do well. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Rafinha for extra effort. So you know, let him play at Barca or Chelsea or wherever he wants. You know, yeah, and earn the money and fair play. You know, um, yeah. we don't know anything about Marquinhos yet. I mean, we've not heard him. You know, an interview, but I would imagine he's in the same vein as he wants to play for the club. Mm -hmm. He's seen it a big opportunity to come over here and play for Arsenal, and that's the sort of players you want. Um, you know, Torreira's. You know, I don't know if he's just saying he doesn't want to play for us anymore. You know, so. Again, we just got to find a club. Trouble is with Torreo, nobody else wants to buy him either. That's the worst thing that could have ever happened. I can't, cannot believe that interview. I mean, I haven't heard yeah. that. Sat down and listened to the whole thing. Of it, but to come out and say stuff like that—I mean, that's, 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 that's don't turn up for training, mate. Just that literally means that we're going to get nothing for him now. No, nothing. And it was only going to be about he's, 14 million anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, we'll be lucky to get two or three, mate, now after that interview. he know, He's on the scrap heap. Everyone knows that Arsenal are not going to touch him with a barge pole. 
Mm. Um, what what kind of transfer fee are we going to get from that now? After after anyone has just watched, read, or listened to that, it'd be Absolutely. a cancel contract, wouldn't it? It'd be a cancel contract. On you go. Well, I'd, I'd make him pay for it then. I'd make him pay us back because of what he's just done. He's, I'd be so livid if I work for Arsenal. When I got two years left, has he got two years left? One, I think. Well, I don't know actually. One, I think. One, I maybe. Think I think it's the final year of his contract. I think. Yeah, yeah, but yeah I, I would be livid if I was Arsenal when I heard about that interview. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's shown himself in the foot or both feet, hasn't he? Really, and you know, it's just don't bother. Don't bother coming back for pre-season. I mean, a lot of the guys are back for pre-season now, like Bellerin and, you know, Maitland. They're all back, aren't they? Mm. Um, yeah. And they've, they've, you know, decisions have got to be made about those players as well. So um, there'll be as many going out as there will be coming in, wouldn't they, I would have thought. If we can get rid of them, yeah. If they do well, things like that, you ain't got no chance. I mean, if I was, honestly, if I was like Arsenal, I'd be saying, right, you, you've cost us about 10 million quid now for that, yeah. doing that interview. Mm. If you if you'd have given put up the, just the facade of pretending to be happy and getting ready to start the season with Arsenal, just even just to pretend, just like just sit down. But I know you ain't going to be part of the squad. And do not go to the the press and say you're on the scrap heap and they don't want you because that, mm. that's going to cost us a lot of money in the transfer market. Now you've just done that. Okay, well you 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 and your manager better go and find us ten million quid then for your transfer because otherwise you ain't going nowhere. You just we won't register you for next season. You can just sit out for the whole season and play with the under twenty threes. It'd be an ozone, wouldn't it? Just be play out your contract, you know, just stay on the bench or not even on the bench, just you know, see out your contract and mm. see what happens in two years' time or a year's time, whatever. You know, but say just one player that want to play for the club. Ferreira could have just said, I really want to play for Arsenal, I don't quite fit into their system for whatever reason. I'm but I, still fight, play. Yeah. I still want to play given the opportunity. Leave it at that. I mean, it's the sort of player we actually need. You know, yeah, everyone was going on about Basuma. Yeah. I know they're different, slightly different profiles, but they sort of play in the same kind of position, you know. Mm. Um, so that, if we could get him bang at it, then, you know, we wouldn't, you know, we'd save ourselves potentially money on uh, Tielemans, just like we had a conversation about Pepe. Yeah, you yeah. know, we'd, and we wouldn't have so many spots to fill. So mm. it is really frustrating because, again, when he first came, it was fantastic, but yeah, you know, obviously he's got his his issues. But he's paid a lot of money to to come and play for Arsenal and re- represent the club as best as he can. Exactly, and, uh, yeah. He's not done it, so you know that's that's why I'd be so angry as as a member of Arsenal just to hear what he's just come out and said. It's it's just so unprofessional, really, really is. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and you're right, Ray. I, I think he could be the a perfect type of player to fit into this style of play that we've got going now with under Arteta. I think he could be a real good Arteta type player, but mm. he's, he's burnt all his bridges now with me, especially, and obviously with the club goes without saying, but um, got no chance of him being integrated. He's obviously said that himself. So mm. I would, it really made me angry when I heard that. I saw, You've literally just cost the club at least 10, 10 million quid, mate, for doing that, what you've just done. No mm. one's going to offer us any money because they know that he's desperate to leave and they know that we're desperate to get rid of him. So why would they go and offer a decent transfer fee? It's ridiculous. No, they'll just hang on. <laughs> they'll hang on and know that either we'll rip up his contract or they'll just get him for a couple of million quid now. <laughs> Honestly, it's just dry. so bad. 
Really, really unprofessional of it. We've got Stephen in the chat, a bit of a jokey comment here. Tove has just been offered two lollipops, 20 jelly fizzy cola bottles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably take so, that now. Uh, Tove has said as well, he won't be joining no one unless they pay his worth. Will anyone else pay his? I think I don't know how much he's uh, on, like seventy grand a week, maybe. Uh, yeah, like I think it's quite reasonable, actually, what his wages are. I don't think it's uh, but a stumbling block for another club. If Florentino can't pay the fifteen million quid to just buy him outright, are they really going to pay him that money every week? Mm. I don't know, mate. I, I, there'll be someone out there that would quite gladly take him, but they, you know, like I said, it's going to be minimal transfer fee now. Mm. Is it? I mean, let's face it. He had a good season last season. He is a good player. He's not a bad player. Yeah, he's got like three players of the months, I think. Uh, yeah, I heard somewhere. So you know, obviously, yeah. he suits Syria. So why didn't they buy him? Obviously, just they have got the money, or they they, they can get the they have got the money. It's just that there was a the, same with a load and load of other transfers. There was a problem with the agency agents fees as well. Um, what's his name? Just for, um, right. The guy Florentino, I can't remember the, the guy's name, but he's oh, he's got a real yeah yeah he's got a pr real problem with um, agent paying agents fees. The owner of Florentino, and they tried to yeah. play silly bugger because they obviously agreed to pay us fifteen million quid uh, at the end of the season, and they reneged reneged on that because they tried to push the price down by five or six million quid because the agents were trying to charge that sort of figure on top of the transfer fee. So they tried to drop the, uh, subsidise that agency fee by dropping our price that we're going to get for the player. And that caused the arguments between the two clubs. They said, we're not, Arsenal quite rightly said, hang on a second, we're not paying your agency fees for transferring our player. So we want our 15 million quid. They said, no, we ain't paying that. We'll offer you nine. Uh, yeah, I don't know the exact figures, but you know, you get yeah, my drift. Yeah, and that, that's that basically meant that Fiorentina said, All right, then, well, the deal's off. But so, I mean, it's, I feel like they've got a bit of a cheek because they've just sold Vlaovic in January exactly. for 100 million euros, so they exactly. must have some money, you know. Yeah, I know they need the, they, they needed that money, they really needed that money to survive. Basically, I think they were in real dire straits after the pandemic and everything. Like, like a lot of clubs, they they had to sell him to just to keep the club afloat. So I don't. That, it's not as if they bank that money and that's just sitting there ready for other transfers. But they, there's no way that they're short of fifteen million euros or whatever it was. So yeah, there's no way that they couldn't afford it. They, they just wanted us to to pay their agency fees for them, and we told them to fuck off, and that's where it all collapsed. It's similar to um, Bellerin and Betis. They wanted. Betsy's one is us to cancel Bellerin's contract. They're claiming for nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got a reputation for that now. That's the problem. Well, that's we're not, a charity, that's... not a charity, are we? Think, no, no. Clubs have seen it, really. though. Clubs have seen us, you know, tear yeah, up players' yeah, contracts. Yeah, they have. Try the fuck, yeah. You know, I, there's yeah. part of me that doesn't blame them for trying because, you know, we've done mm. it last year, but, you know, it's up to the likes of Edu and Vinay uh, and whoever else run our club to, you know, Get our reputation where no, we're not a pushover anymore. If you want our players, you've got to pay for them, you know, especially yeah. when they go and do well on loan at your, you know, your current clubs. You know what you're getting. So, yeah. Well, Stephen Denham's put in the chat, Terrera meant he won't be joining no one unless they pay what he's worth. 
the transfer fee, and he said 17 million, I think it was. That must have been what Arsenal have told him. Hmm. Arsenal must have told him, well, of course you can go, mate, but we want our money. We want the money for a transfer fee. And he's thrown his toys out of the pram, gone to the press, and told told them everything. And uh, basically trying to come across as, he's, as if he's being kidnapped by Arsenal, and we're not letting him go anywhere. <laughs> Which is a joke because he's under contract. He's our player. Yeah. We've got every right to ask for a transfer fee for him. Yeah, mm. of course. No, exactly. Right. We're running a uh, self-sustaining oh, business we just model. Keep them for another day. Yeah. I mean, yeah, oh, well, if it, in the old days, George Graham would literally chuck him in the reserves and let him rot. But yeah. the, the problem is now that, that if you do that, the, the players are worth so much money. You're just letting your assets dwindle down yeah. to, to nothing. Owners don't like that, obviously. <laughs> they they're not going to be happy with like just doing that. But that's what they that's what should happen to a play like him. He should just be put in the reserves and forgotten about until his contract runs out. That mm. that you, you used to be able to do that back in the day when wages and that were a lot more reasonable. But you can't do that anymore, unfortunately. I don't think um I don't think we're alone in this though. There are other clubs that are having the same situation with players, aren't they? It's not as if it's just an oh, Yeah, of problem. course. I mean, look at Lukaku, for God's sake. I mean, you know, that's, how many hundreds of millions he's been sold for and bought for and gone back for nothing? I mean, that's just ridiculous, isn't it? If we'd have bought yeah. Lukaku for 100 million and then gave him back to Inter Man for nothing, Jesus Christ. Yeah, imagine the outcry. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. no, that's, that's a proper... Embar- that's almost right up there with the Pogba giving well, away Pogba for free. Mm. They're giving away what? for nothing. Buying back for 100 million. Buying back. <laughs> And nothing said about that, though, is it? Nothing said about that, you know. Because it's a lot of Arsenal. Nice to do a lot about Arsenal, it. But... So nobody's interested, yeah. are they? <laughs> I know. I mean, that, that Lukaku thing is right up there with that Pogba thing, isn't it, really? <laughs> if that had been us, we'd never do the end of it, would we? You no, just imagine no, the fallout. No, of no, course not. <laughs> no. But yeah, the, Stefan said too much player power now, and I totally agree with you, Stefan. It's not, you know, managers can't manage anymore like they used to be able to uh, with players. It's just not happening anymore. Players rule the roost, unfortunately, and players get managers sacked, and you will know the stories of those that have gone on in the past. So yeah, it's quite quite sad in that aspect, really. We still like those days where you can just get chucked out, <laughs> chucked out with the, the, the reserve team. <laughs> I watched, a, I watched a few of them. I used to go and sit, watch the Arsenal reserves every week at Highbury. Some good quality players in that side. Mm. But yeah, moving on it to was. more positive, obviously upbeat. Don't hopefully <laughs> eventually does get announced. Officially, anyway, so, so, I mean, what I mean, we'll go to you, mate. You want to get your thoughts? Obviously, I spoke to Andrew. The season wants to be up for the end of the season. Well, thoughts on potentially signing Jesus at the time. But yeah, what are your thoughts on it? Or do you think it's good business? I think it is. I think it is good business. To be fair, um, I think he's still got a lot of development, as in his actual overall centre forward play. But we got him for a decent price in terms of a striker, 45 million quid or whatever it is. Uh, it's Premier League proven. Um, he knows the league. He can. He's played under Arteta before right, as an assistant, but he knows who he's working with. And, and, and yeah, I do think it's a really good, good bit of business. And like we were talking about Rafinha, other clubs wanted him. So it is a real coup to, to actually bring him in. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, like I say, I'm I'm really pleased with it. I don't think the striker market at the moment is particularly great. Um, I think we could all sit here and name, you know, six foot two centre forwards that we probably, you know, feel like would have more of a presence up front. But I think in the system, obviously, he's a similar profile to Eddie, but he's probably about you know ten times better than Eddie. So. Um, if we can get the best out of him, I think he's a pressing forward, isn't he? So yeah. I think that will work well for us. Best in the I, world, apparently. The best in the world. So there we go. We're a pressing team. He's the best pressing forward in the world, you know. But um, I do think, uh, yeah, it is a really good bit of business. But um, like I say, we got him for a good price. We got him at a good age as well. You know, we didn't get him um, like we have ex-Chelsea players you know when you know when they've left and they're 35 and they've won everything now he's 25 he's still got the hunger to play it's a World Cup year as well he's going to be playing or he wants to play for Brazil up front and uh, if he puts in the numbers and the work for Arsenal he's got every chance of doing that so mm. yeah for me it's a absolute no-brainer um, and yeah let's let's see how he gets on obviously he hasn't got the big Pro, uh, the big price tag like Pepe had, so hopefully there isn't that pressure. But at the same time, he is Arsenal's number nine, so there is always pressure. Yeah, he's, um, he's got a good scoring record, isn't he? He's got a really good yeah. scoring record against minutes played, yeah. not include because he doesn't take penalties. So you're just talking about outfield goals to minutes played. He's right up there, isn't he? And he doesn't. Yeah. He's never really played as a centre forward very often. Like he, he has. But he, he, quite often he's playing out wide as well, which is so, yeah, yeah I, it's, it's, it's really good, Steve. You know, so I think he's a good signing for us. And I think, you know, he's, he, he scores a lot of tappings, doesn't he? Which means he gets in the right positions in the box as well. Too often we get in situations where the, this fantastic ball comes in the box and the, and the striker's still on the edge of the box. You know, I think he'll be the one that'll actually get in there and actually get on the end of those. I think he'll bring on Eddie in leaps and bounds as well, having him at the club. I think yeah, they're very, I think they're very, very similar players. Like you said, clearly Eddie's not at his level by any stretch of imagination at the moment. But they're a similar profile. They're very, they? very similar yeah. profile. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I think he's going to learn an awful lot from playing alongside him at training every day. It's going to be bring him on in leaps and bounds. I think. So, yeah, it's, it's good as well because he can play anywhere across the front three, which I think makes our attack a lot more fluid and less predictable. So, if we have him there, we can, you know, 20 minutes a game, we can put Martinelli through the middle. You know, yeah. um, we could potentially, because I think Saka, all right, he's not a forward, don't get me wrong, but he is good enough to do some sort of job there, occupy defenders, drag people out, create spaces in behind for the likes of, you know, uh, our, our quick players like Jesus now and, and uh, Smith Rowe to run into and Martinelli. Vieira. So it really opens Vieira as well. So it really opens up the the forward line of the pitch. It doesn't have to be, I know I mentioned the big six foot two centre forward, he doesn't have to be that, but he needs to have that movement, which he does have in abundance. So yeah, I, I think we have to give him a chance. We have to get behind him. We have to be a bit patient. Um, but, you know, as long as we can do that. He gives everything, and our uh, and his team really works with him. You know, I think we've got a really good player there for a really good, you know, really good price. The thing is, City wouldn't have sold him if they hadn't bought Haaland, would they? No, of course not. No, you know. So, well, they bought two strikers, didn't they? They bought Alvarez as well. So, so yeah, 
you know, it's it's just a shiny new toy with City, isn't it? Really, they've got yeah. uh, Aguero's, you know, regen or whatnot, and uh, you know, unfortunately for Jesus, it sort of pushes him out the picture a little bit. But mm. I think if you speak so to well, exactly, and if you speak to any City fan, I think they are disappointed to lose them. Uh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. So that's always a good sign. Yeah, he, he's only just just about to enter his prime years as well. We're going to get the best of him. And the thing with the, why he really wanted to come here, obviously, the law was Edu and, and Arteta. That's been well documented. Yeah. They were big key parts in him coming to Arsenal. But he's never been the number one player at City. He never would be. But he's going to be Arsenal's sort of number one striker now. He's going to be the main man. And that's what he's always wanted. Yeah. So I think he, I think he's really going to give it it is all because, because, like you said, Ray, as well about getting into the World Cup squad is really, really important to Brazilian players more than any other country <coughs> to play for Brazil. So he's he's going to obviously really want to hit the ground running when he the season starts, and it's I'm really excited about it. I think it's a brilliant signing. The money wise, I think it's a bargain. Personally, people are going on about how much money was spent on him to get a striker of his quality for 45 million quid. I think that's I don't care where how the length of his contract, it's an absolute bargain. I can't believe people are moaning about it. A, it's not your money, mate. Shut up. But B, to get a striker like him, if, if he didn't have one one year left on his contract, he would be another £80 million striker. Easy. So well, maybe it's a bit of um, Arteta and Pepe, a little bit of, um, you know, mates rates for Jesus, you know. Yeah. I'd work with you a few years. How about do me a deal on Jesus, you know? Blah, blah, blah. Do you think they'll do uh, De Bruyne on mates rates as well? Yeah. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> I wouldn't nice mind player. another one though. I wouldn't mind Zinchenko that we've been linked to quite heavily, yeah, but that's got that's gone really quiet. But he'd be great signing. Yeah, but that's Arsenal though. That goes really quiet. Everybody forgets about that. Next thing you know, he's he's turning up at the training ground with a big Arsenal tracksuit on. Yeah, and a, a, a stick with a handkerchief tied on the end, walking through the door. That'd be great. You're too handbags. He said it worked for Tierney, so yeah. I'll, I'll, his agent said, yeah, it worked for Tierney. He said, we'll turn up with a Sainsbury's one this time, so it's a little bit more upper class. He strikes me more of a, a Cardo man myself. But... <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I love, I mean, talking about strikers and everything like that, I've talked about him loads of times before, but I would still love us to be linked to and, you know, potentially get Ivan Tony. I think he'd be an ideal plan B type of striker to fit into this squad. I think he's got the technical ability. I think he's got two, both two feet he can finish with his head. Um, he's a real presence in the box. And I think he'd just be that kind of striker that would really... He's, yeah, be a, he's good, a, be a good plan B. In a good way as well, isn't he? You yeah, know that how we've got a... Ramsdale at the back and then we'd have Tony yeah. up front. You know, we'd have it both yeah. ends. You're brilliant. You know, I, I, I think he would fit into Arsenal team superbly. And I think um, he's a different type of player to what we've got, to Eddie and to Jesus. And I, I just can't believe really that there's never, I've never ever seen a link. But I, he's one player I would love us to get. But is there right. any team linked? I mean, obviously, I follow Arsenal. I don't watch every team. Or yeah, follow every do you know team, what? I, don't, I don't really I think, think so. Many links. He's a great English. Great. He's probably a bit over the top now, but he's a really, really good English striker. There's not many great English strikers about. You know, there's, like, we had this conversation about Eddie, didn't we? Mm. 
really, really hits the ground running, scores a load of goals, he's got a chance because it's, obviously you've got um, Kane, then Tammy Abraham, um, the, 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 Ollie Watkins. There's not many English strikers around at the moment, so I don't, I don't really get why he's not spoken about a lot more often, to be honest. So I would love us to be linked with him and you know, potentially get him because I think he'd be an ideal addition, really. I think we're done with strikers now, though, aren't we? I think um, I don't see us going out and buying another 60, 70, 80 million pound striker. I know. Though. We've I lost two, haven't we, mate? We've lost Lacquer and Abamyang. We've only replaced one of them. And we need we need another one. We've only got him, uh, Jesus and Eddie. Here's a question before, before I put this on the screen. Um, Balogun. We, we spoke yep. about this other day, Steve. Um, mm. Andrew, sorry. Mm. About um, Balogun potentially, best with a five sub rule now, that he could potentially be kept at Arsenal as the back at the third choice striker, mm. instead of loading him out now because obviously the five got the five subs now. As I say, we need to instead of saving, instead of spending money, he'd use that to try and save himself some money for at least a year and see how that goes. Yeah, but I can't see us. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I just can't see us going out and spending a huge ton of money on another. Top top striker. I just don't see that happening now. Mm. Yeah, but Steve, I, I, I think Rafinha was wrong, but I think Rafinha was that player. And we, if we don't get him now, I know that he's more widely known as a right sort of player on plays on the right hand side. But I genuinely think that he was would have been the other sort of an alternative sort of scoring option. I don't. I, if we don't get him, we still need another goal scorer. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't doubt that, but I just can't see us going to that level, that that mm. that sort of level of striker. Just don't see that. I mean, it'd be fantastic. Tony. Yeah, hey? go on. Sorry, go on. I know, sorry, I reckon we could get him for about 40, 40 mil. Ivan Tony. Mm. What about this? Uh, was it Gaspo? Kaz, Gaspo? Gaspo. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's half the price of uh, Rafinha, isn't he? So, and and Leeds want to bring him in to replace Rafinha, so. You know, mm -hmm. he's available. Yeah, um, yeah. Why not? Why not? I really like him. But, you know, it's always going to be a bit of a risk because he's never played in a Premier League. And I like we're going down this route of buying Premier League proven players. So that's what, you know, that's why I would like Tony. But, um, yeah, I would really like Gakpo, uh, Gakpo as well. He's a really good player. Um, very versatile player again, which obviously fits into the mould that Arteta likes. Players that can play in multiple positions. Isaac Isaac saw sort of fallen off the radar, isn't he? January already. Yeah. Isaac, but, <laughs> but now that's that's disappeared, isn't it? Our everyone was desperate. The <laughs> oh, it's crazy though, isn't it? it? Just shows yeah. like how in January we were all over him, Machak and his you know number plates and all of this. And then come to the summer, <laughs> you know, everyone thinks he's shit. Everything, everyone thinks he's shit. So it's. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know he's done this season. How has he actually done this season? Has he he's got, got about two or three goals, didn't he, or something ridiculous? I think, I think four Jan goals in January. By yeah. January, yeah, it was four goals. You're right, yeah. So, And we, we wanted to pay 70-odd million euro. Oh, that was the price, sorry, for him. Yeah. Which is crazy. You know, I think even Lacazette hit them that level at that stage in the season. So, mm. Yeah. Well, maybe we dodged a bullet there then. Maybe, uh, yeah. Maybe so. never in the first place. You know, maybe it was just the media generating. Uh, I think it was the club. 
a club ain't budging on his release clause. They won't accept yeah. anything less than his release clause. So again, I, again, I like that. I like the fact we're not just chuck, just chucking money for the sake of it, like we've done in the past. Just, yeah. just to appease people in the fan base or in the media. We're actually being sensible in our recruitment for once. We, and again, yeah, and we, 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 before, in terms of our recruit, in terms of these players we're linked with, Tiedemann's aside for a second. All the others are versatile players. They all they can, they can play multiple positions. This Martinez guy, left centre back, left back. He can play in midfield. Um, as a part of a pivot, apparently. Uh, Rafinha can play across the front three. Zayus across the front three. This Fabio Vieira, he can play anywhere across the front three, but prefer be likes to be in playing in between, like being where Odegaard is, breaking up the lines and all that. But these are all versatile players. We're, we're clearly seeing now Vieira, his name Vieira, Arteta does favour players that have that are open to playing multiple multiple positions, just in case at some point injuries come around, and we can rely on someone that actually can play there. Instead of just going square pegs and round holes like Valencia Jack at left back, for example. I think he sorry to keep repeating myself, but he wants to follow that Man City model, right? So yeah. I think we need to just stop pigeonholing people into saying he's yeah, a left attacker, left sided attacker, he's a right side attacker, he's a centre forward only, blah 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 blah. I think he wants players that can switch, just keep during the game, hmm. keep switching zones and, and playing in each other's um you know, switching, switching, switching position. Sorry, I think that's what he wants. I think I really do. I mean, that's the thing about the Premier League, like. Sorry, Tom. Yeah, so it's all right. I mean, just the thing about the Premier League now, isn't it? Every team has money. Every team has technical players. Yeah. Every you know, there's no crap teams. There's what Norwich and whoever else comes up or goes down. But you know, seventeen or eighteen out of the twenty are good teams. So you have to have solutions within games, and. You know, 15 years ago, you could just say, all right, these players aren't working and we'll bring on, like Wenger used to do, we'll throw on all the, uh, the forwards. But I think now you have to have those solutions within games. Um, I went to Burnley at home last year in the, in the, in the league and that was a nil-nil draw and it was absolutely awful. But the reason why we didn't win that game is because we only had one way of playing and, yeah. and even the subs were just like for like, you know, there was nothing, nothing really changing. So if we can have intelligent players that can fit in and play multiple different positions at a high level, then it's almost like making subs within a game without actually bringing people on. And I think that will really, hmm. um, you know, open teams up and, you know, really give us a good chance of, of scoring goals and, and getting wins. So... Yeah, you know, you have to be intelligent and you have to be able to play more than one position. But I'll caveat that and I'll say the spine of our team, that needs to just be solid. So centre-backs, defensive mid or centre-mid, striker, goalie, don't touch that. But the rest mm -hmm. of them need to be able to adapt, come in here, come in there, do a job, you know. We see the likes of our full-backs getting up and down, one stays, one goes. So let's see, let's see what he does. And yeah, it is, we, we would be in the top four if we obviously won that game. Uh, you know, we were able to break down those low blocks a lot better. And that's why yeah. he was on a with, you know, 300,000 passes in the opposition half, because you need to be able to break down that. <laughs> that no. 
you know, and we weren't able to do that you know, well enough. Um, we didn't have that central point striker who was clever enough to, to make the runs. And like that comment on the screen there, spot on. Mm. I really do think Erdegaard's going to relish having, you know, Jesus making those runs for him to sort of slip those through balls through to. Because yeah. that worked those runs anymore his just... his movement's going to be so key for us isn't it yeah that's, um, well, i think you've seen where... in games where odegaard has, has seen a pass on and he hasn't been able to make that pass because the, the forward player isn't making the run well sometimes you know, he does so... and the players don't read it yeah. or don't, they don't read don't... it no whereas you know i think that will change um but yeah you're right i mean if a defense is set against our three players and we can only bring on another player to play in the same role you're not going to break that defence down, are you? If those three players can all suddenly swap positions and you bring another player on to play a completely different position, then that defence is going to have something else to think about, aren't they? So, and that's mm. what you want. Because, I mean, teams were just marking Lacazette out of the game, you know, yeah, exactly. last season. He and he had to go to the, the halfway line to pick up the ball. And he's yeah, not, you know, he's not a threat. But there, a, tra is he, so. a training cone could have marked him out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he literally wasn't doing nothing at the end. It was just ridiculous. He was playing as a deep-lying playmaker or something. Um, but, yeah, you're right. He he will transform this team, just that one signing in, in lots of ways, Gabriel Jesus. He really will. Because he can play yes. right in the sack of couldn't he? He can play in the sack of quite easily, yeah. couldn't he? Yeah. yeah. Onto, onto the left-hand side, put Martinelli in the middle. You know, you, you've got so many options with those players. And you know, you mentioned Smith Rowe yet. You could probably play in all four mm. positions. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're really excited to look forward to this season. Yeah. And then let's see what like the likes of uh, Fabio Vieira, if we can get another winger or wide player. Obviously, we are in that market. Mm. You know, it, again, it will just give us so many more options because I think that's what we really lacked last season. And that's why, you know, we did struggle because, like I say, it was just so predictable and so sort of one-dimensional at times that teams were just able to just sit there and read us and you know unfortunately we just didn't have the, the technical quality to to break yeah. teams down and last season we weren't playing on a thursday night either no we weren't <laughs> so you know you've got a thursday sunday game thursday you know you're going to need a big squad aren't you you can't mm. expect the players to play every game that's for sure no, exactly. And it's got Stephen in the chat again. He's saying, oh, lads, uh, who's going to score this season's Premier League opening goal? First goal hey, of the season. Hey, Zeus, obviously. I'm going Vieira. Have you Vieira? Outside the box. Patrick. 25-yarder. <laughs> I'm going uh, Wilfred Zaha and a 3-0 win for pa Crystal Palace. <laughs> <laughs> positive margin to one positive. Yeah, yeah. Sounds more like it, doesn't it? <laughs> Sounds more like it. Actually, no, what's the other... Oh, God, his name's gone right in my head. The other Crystal Palace forward who scored one exactly. goal with season. That's it, sorry, yes. He's still there. Ben Teke <laughs> scoring one goal this season. Uh, it's always the same with Arsenal. You always pick the player that hasn't scored for six months, don't you? Yeah, but he... he That's what they do. Against us. It's just always this, the same. This is the season where we need to change that now, isn't it, really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is the season where, all right, it's... You know, we've got that reputation. It is hard to shake off, but I think we have improved defensively uh, last season. Um, when we did concede, we conceded in bucket loads, but for the most part, we did keep a lot of clean sheets and we did look a, a lot more watertight at the back, especially from set pieces. So, 
yeah, obviously, I just hope we can really work with the team. If we can bring the likes of Martinez or another left back who can do that sort of job, then yeah, he's again, not a left back. I've not done a lot of him. He's not actually a left back, is he? Yeah, he's a very accomplished left back, but he's and he can also he's very he's the same player basically as Kieran Tierney, but he's Argentinian playing yeah. left left back, but he's a very very accomplished centre centre back as well. Centre half, left wing back though, doesn't he, rather than a traditional full back? No. No, well, no, I just, no, plays fullback. That's, yeah. I wondered yeah. if he's like a left-sided Tommy Assey. Um, yeah, yeah, sort of more that. That. Yeah, player. yeah, yeah. So he's. Tommy so, so, so even touched Saliba. Saliba's back as well, so that's going to improve our defence yeah. as well. Like him to sign him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, no. It's it's again. It, I, I'm still not convinced. I've got so much worries about him. I just until I see him in the shirt playing, I'm not going to be convinced that he's going to be at Arsenal next season. There's something about there's something not quite right there. Because well, why is he not talking to the shirt company yet? Apparently, he's mean, representatives about extending his contract, and he's come out and said no. The club said this. That's been going on for ages. Opposite to what Tere is saying, basically, in terms of being a positive. About, and the club want me. I want to be. I want to fight for my place. Da, 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 da. And if he does. Fantastic, because as I say, it bolsters our defence. It'd be like literally like a new sign. He hasn't even played a competitive mm. game for us yet, and he's had the experience now. Two years back to back, or, two, or a year and a half technically, because obviously after season he was here, twiddling his thumbs. Goes off to was it Nice for half a season? Gets the young player of the year, team of the year, this that and the other. Wins multiple monthly awards as well. Does a full season, does the same thing again. So it's, I know. It's, it's something not quite right. Why haven't Arsenal admins, you know, done anything on Twitter? Why haven't they had any videos of interviews with him on, on, on the Arsenal YouTube channel? Why is it? Why has he not been given his number two because number? Because, that, because technically the, the loan doesn't the loan doesn't end till the end of the month. So oh, I just, te- I just, technically, it's all technical stuff. Yeah. Something else. How much would you? How much would you fetch in the market? It's buying now. Oh, he's gone again. We sound like a Dalek again, Steve. Yeah, but that's the interesting one. It, it, they yeah, said that fully international young player. That, how much would it? How much would it cost you? Uh, this is the thing about sixty-five I mean, million, fifty to sixty million. I reckon that's what I, I, I wouldn't sell him for a penny less than that. I mean, again, he was like young player of the year in League yeah. One. He's in the French team, you know, as a regular now. He's a re- there's a real player there, and I think Arteta just needs to get his arm around him. We're going to be playing two weeks, uh, two games a week, sorry, with Premier League and Europa League games. So there's going to be minutes in there for him, and we just need to just, I think, just make him feel a bit loved, and you know, just give him the, uh, you know, the the freedom in the in the team a little bit. Um, and I think once he gets that, I'm. I'm convinced he would sign a new contract, but when he's been messed about like he has, it sort of does make sense to me why he's stalling a bit. And it makes, yeah. If you're his agent, you're not you're telling him why. Why would you sign a contract now? You know, you you want to you want to see because he's obviously just broken into the France team. You would be desperate to get in that World Cup squad. If he doesn't see pissed off, I'm telling you now. Mm. And I don't think he will start the first game of the season unless he really impresses. He's really professional in pre-season, really impressive in the pre-season games. Then he's got a chance. 
but and I just hope that that's the case. I really do. But I just think there's something really fishy about the whole situation that I just can't get rid of in my head. I would love him to be part of the squad. Don't get me wrong. Really exciting young player. Potentially, he could be our Virgil van Dijk, you know, in the long term. He could be that good. But I don't know. There's something just not quite right there about the relationship. And I just think that Arsenal, as a club, should be all over it. The fact that we've got him back now and he's going to be part of the plans for the next season. He should be having interviews on the YouTube channel. We should mm. we should be promoting him. Like I said, he's got a WST brand. He's got it all over his trainers, isn't he? In boots. Mm. He's not been given the number two yet. He's not been parading around with the number two on his back or any kind of photo shoot or anything to have him back. He's just there's nothing really. Mm. We've had this had the interview with Arteta which said yeah of course he's he's our player, which he says about all players, he's our player, you know, he's available for selection, blah blah. Saliba's done the right thing. He's come out and said all the right things. You've been advised by his agent. Keep yourself professional, Bill. You know, you never know what's around the corner. Show that you're still up for the fight. But there's nothing. And he should be paraded around on the by Arsenal like a new signing. Mm. We haven't seen him in a shirt. And he's he, we signed him in, what, 2019? So... Yeah. There's something weird about it all that I just don't feel comfortable with. That's all. The positive I will say, though, is that his future was sorted pretty early. Like, he come out and said towards the start of the window um, or the end of last season, I'm staying at Arsenal for this season at least. We haven't got it dragging on. Will he stay here? Won't he stay here? You know, uh, what's his future going to be? All right, his contract's still up in the air, but... You know, we're not going into the last game of the season, the first game of the season, sorry, with, you know, teams interested and Marseille still sniffing about and whatever. He's our player. Like I say, we just need to, we need Arteta to, and I do, to put their arms around him and just say, yes, you are a huge player for this team in the future and for now. Um, We'll give you, you know, at least one game a week. And as soon as um, the likes of Ben White or, or Gabriel even drop their levels, you know, it's your time to shine, mate. So let's just hope that they do do that. But you, you never know, really, to hear with her. Yeah, that, that, that was the other weird thing as well. When Arteta said he's our player, blah, blah, he's going to play. But unless we receive a massive bid for him, why did he say that? Why did he say that at all? That was completely unnecessary to say, unless we receive a big bid for him, mm. he's our player. Uh, is that inviting bids? Is that saying that he's, they've had sneaky little bids behind the scenes, but they're the way below their valuation? So uh, he didn't need to say that. Yeah, I agree, Andrew. He shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't have said that, but maybe he's just trying to offend the likes of Marseille who are coming in with, you know, 15 million euros and then 5 million here, 5 million there. Maybe he's saying, no, if, you, if someone wants him, Pay proper money for him. Basically, to pay over, yeah, maybe saying you have to pay, you'd have to pay over the odds. Exactly. Well, he could say, just shut it up completely and say he's not for sale. Period. He's our player. We're really looking forward mm. to having him in the squad. Yeah, he's done that the past with Fabregas and Nazri and all that. Turned out. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just <laughs> well, Wenger, some, weeks and weeks all summer. No, Nazri's going nowhere. He's our player. No, no one would be happier than me if I see him lining up for the Arsenal in an Arsenal shirt playing. Regularly, I'll be de- delighted. But until that happens, yeah, I'm going to have real 
interventions because there's something fishy going on behind the scenes and I don't know what it is. You, you mentioned, obviously you mentioned the World Cup and you want to game time. I think because obviously we're going to be playing Thursday night and literally all the group games are going to be played before the World Cup gets underway in was it November, whenever it is. And it, I've seen the schedule. It's literally a big match day one, two, then it's a League Cup game, and then three, four, five, six are all literally on top of each other. There's no usual fortnight break, three-week break or anything. It's literally like bang, 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 bang. So there's going to be a lot of squad rotation in general, more than what we'd normally see in the normal season. Mm. But he's going to put, he'll, he'll, he will be playing a lot of games along with the other two and holding as well. Mm. The minutes are there, aren't they? The minutes are there. It's just yeah. we need to, Arteta needs to select him. Well, how many, him. That's how a, many that's games is holding? Yeah, I mean, how many games did Holding play last season? Played a lot of games, didn't he? A lot, yeah. In the end, and that's so they played all yeah. those games. You know, and that's without Europe. So you put Europe into the mix. He'll play 20, 30 games, will not he? Probably. Yeah, mm. the other good thing is he can, but, yeah. he can play right back as well. So if we do lose Tommy Asu again, God forbid, Touchwood, I hope that doesn't happen. But if we do, we've got either him or Ben White that can move across the right back. So um, there's another option yeah, for yeah. him there minutes as well so I really hope really hope it goes well I really do Pinch to see if he goes on tour I don't know what yeah. tour is with that but I mean the the States, might go yeah. on tour is it which is only what two weeks I think weeks away two weeks away -ish. yeah we've got our first game it's less than two weeks now that we've got our first game is it 14 uh, yeah. is it 14 I'll double check now. I think it's a sixth for the end of Nuremberg. And then we play, go to the States to play Everton, Orlando City, and Chelsea. And then we come back for the Emirates Cup at the end of the month. Yeah, but the, the first game in Nuremberg, I'm sure that that's what's yeah, quite early on, isn't it? I'm just, just thinking about the American tour. Yeah. The tour is yeah, Friday, uh, mid, yeah. middle of the month, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Friday the 8th of July, half four kickoff against away to Nuremberg in Germany. Then we go off to the yeah. States, and our first game in the States was on Sunday, this, Sunday, July 17th against Everton. Yeah. I wonder where they're going to be able to see them. Is it they're going to be on the, the website? I think hmm. they are. And I think the part is if you knew your membership, you'd have, to, you'd have to use your credits to be able to access the games on, on the website and all that, I think. Oh. I think I'll double check. I'll double check in the morning and let you know on that one. Mm. But yeah, got then Orlando City yeah, three on the twenty or twenty first, and then on twenty third or twenty fourth, we've got Chelsea, and then Sevilla, and then Palace. Starting the season mm. off. Well, I, I don't know how much more I can take without football. It's not a lot of time, so is it? No, it's not a lot of time at all. It's literally. Again, it's because it's a World Cup. Everything's just, it's obviously everyone's gone back a few days early, no, 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 solid than normally would. Because obviously, normally it's up at the first of July, first of July onwards, teams would go back to pre season. But obviously, with the World Cup and all that being squeezed in for next season, we're starting early, we're finishing late. It's like end, I think it's like end of May, early June, we finish our seasons respectively throughout Europe. Did, did you guys say the first game of this uh, season was like the first week of August, first weekend of August? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll kick off the whole season again on a Friday night. Don't oh, yeah, of course Friday, we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. August, yeah. Away to Palace, our Away team. at Palace, yeah. Away yeah. At Palace. Yeah. 
points in the last eight games. Thank you, Sky Sports. I'll, I'll, I'll say this now. If it had been Arsenal versus Palace at the Emirates, that we would have been on a Friday night. The fact no. it's away to Palace, and what happened last time we played away to Palace and under the lights, even though it was a Monday night, they all, they just, okay, boom. They're, they're hoping, that's why they're hoping, they have what we had last year at Brentford. Different series with mm. Brentford. We have fucking COVID and all that fucking doing our team over and having to play with, literally couldn't have, even though we had the requirement to call the game off in, for COVID cases alone, oh no, we have to play because of the opening game. And everyone else I know we got a lot of, I know we got a stick for postponing the North London derby, but can you imagine if we were the first team in the Premier League to open the season and we called it off because of COVID? We were absolutely pelters. So, oh, yeah. you know, there was we were really stuck in a rock and a hard place, weren't we? And until yeah. we were playing that game, but what we should have done it in hindsight because again, that win that game, we're in Champions League now. Everyone's talking about different stuff, aren't we? Yeah. Um, but we didn't. Uh, we're the ones that get caned for cancelling that one. Well on the pun, that, that London North London derby. Um, yeah. Everyone else was cancelling dozens of games, like Burnley. Remember how many games they were behind at one point? Oh, six yeah. or seven games beyond, weren't they, at one point? Yeah, I mean, if we'd have cancelled that game, which, which we should have done, really, because we were really threadbare, weren't we? Um, we might have had a completely different conversation right now, being Champions League, um, in the Champions but League. But there's, there's so many, you know... What ifs and should haves, really, isn't there? With last season, you know, yeah. if we didn't, you know, lose to Brighton and Southampton and Palace away, and didn't lose to Everton when they, you know, couldn't win at home, and you know, the biggest had... culprits. You know, the biggest culprits are Leicester City because yeah. they, they yeah. Yeah. two goals. Goal. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> we're going this. against Spurs. Oh, what a bunch of five minutes injury time. Scores in the ninety-fourth minute, winning two goals in ninety-eighth. Yeah, and Man City as well. Like, I never really want Man City to win. I don't even want them to win two games a season, and they lost yeah. them both. Yeah, you know. So the champions can't even do us a favour. Then oh, I don't know. Yeah, one of them was without, one of them was without Kane, the one person that was after last year. Opening <laughs> game of the season, like, oh, hey, oh, you want your play? You ain't playing, huh? huh? Oh, we fuck, we, we bottled it. No, and then literally, I don't. It's like with Bolton years ago. Bolton and the Samadars was our bogey team. No matter what, especially, especially at the Reebok, they had something on us and we just couldn't shift the hoodoo. But then, mm. it seems like Tottenham are the same to Man City now. That Man City yeah. could beat anyone on their day, but no matter who the manager is at Tottenham, Tottenham somehow have their number. Yeah. Yeah, it's annoying, but it would be it'd be so good this season if we can have you know start getting results against the you know the bigger yeah. teams, and if we can start taking points from them, we can be somebody's you know bogey team. And I'm talking you know uh, Fulham or whatever. I'm talking you know one of the big boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing well against Chelsea in the last. Uh, yeah, that's a fair shot. Yeah, that's a fair shot. Chance, but. Uh, yeah, we do. We really do. We'd be so good to start, start taking points off Liverpool and City, wouldn't it? It'd be, be a real step in the right direction. Well, I think it's literally been about eight years since we won at City and Liverpool. Yeah. I think we still yeah, had Podolski and Giroud playing for us when we last won there. So, Christ, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know we're beating Liverpool at home, but not away. Mm. We got United off our hoodoo as well. 
in the last couple of years in terms yeah. of going to their place. Should have done the double over them last season as well. That was a yeah. game when we played them away. We should never have lost that game in a million years. No. Are you guys looking forward to watching this uh, Amazon documentary? Or I am, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Can't wait. Oh, the, the, the um, trailer was a bit of a letdown, wasn't it? But what? Oh, four o'clock. Coming, trailer's coming. I thought, where's, I thought, where's the full proper, proper one? I thought this must be a little clip <laughs> when I watched it. <laughs> but no, they'll probably release another one soon. Yeah, probably near the time, yeah. Must have got to really go deep into it because that was a sort I love of, yeah. the um, the way that the, the Ben White's tackle, the sliding tackle on that against little top. Against top. <laughs> yeah, and then was against it, did it the next thing, bang, fucking yeah, off. yeah, exactly. That was great. <laughs> love that. You see, the, you see the training pictures today with Partey and Tierney playing. That was, yeah, was good, didn't it? Yeah. Patino looks like he's beefed up a bit as well, doesn't he? Oh, I'll tell you what. Yeah, just, what's happened just, there? Well, he's been in the gym. He's been eating. He's been eating. in the gym. He's got himself down with David Lloyd by the looks of it, doesn't it? Miguel Aziz, I'm telling you, he is a beast. He He's really got the technical ability. He's had that since he was, you know, years ago. But... Now he's he's properly beefed up. He's like a proper muscle man now, and I tell yeah. you what, if he he's got the physicality to go with his technical ability, he's going to be a player. I really, yeah. I'm really interested to know what's going to happen with him this season because I really think he's got he's got it. I think he's got the ability, and I, mm. I just wonder whether we're going to send him on another loan or whether he's going to stick around and be part of like the, the Europa League squad and. Stuff like that. You've got to start taking a chance on these players, haven't you? You can't just keep. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I, so, you know, he could be a, a, a Thomas Partey in waiting. I think he's got that kind of ability. Um, but he he could be a real box to box presence. So I, I hope he gets a chance in some ways next season. He can, why not put him on the bench and use him in the last 10, you know, twenty minutes? If we're winning the game comfortably, rest Thomas Partey. Don't let him mm. get in again and give give Aziz a chance. Yeah. We could use him in Europa League and uh, Carabao Cup if we get favourable fixtures, couldn't we? So yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But he, he's genuinely he's really really big, tall, but he's, he's muscles. Now you can see him on the training training pictures. He's uh, he's come on in leaps and bounds in the last twelve to eighteen months. He really has. Mm. 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 Well, you need a few of them, don't you? I mean, that's how he got ended up with Saka and Smith Rowe by giving them a chance. So you need to do the yeah. same with a couple yeah. more, don't you? Keep uh, the belt going. Patino is, is another one he just mentioned as well, who could make that step up playing Carabao Cup games and the Europa League games as well. Mm. Mm. Like, yeah, uh, like Eddie did, like Saka did, like ESR did. So that's how they all broke through, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got the games this season to give them a go, haven't we? We've got more games, and they're not, yeah. you know, they're not all going to be do or die games, are they? Hopefully, that's the thing with last season, wasn't it? Where we only had for the majority of it one game a week. Mm. You know, it was it was huge pressure, and they are still young kids, the majority of them. So now, hopefully, we'll have yeah. a lot of games and less, you know, less meaningful games. They all mean something, obviously, but 
you know what I mean? They're sort of, you yeah. know, not against the, the very best. They can put on an Arsenal shirt and actually, you know, play their game. Um, mm. But let's see how they get on. If we don't see them, let's get them out on loan where they will play. You know, because yeah. there's no point in, in keeping them and they just sit on the bench in a tracksuit for, you know, however long. Yeah, exactly. They need to be playing we've, also football, sent, so. uh, we've also sent players out on loan and they don't end up playing on loan either, do they? Yeah. I mean, me, uh, me and Andrew say this the other night. They just don't seem to get the games. So why go on loan if you're not going to play? Mm. So mm. that's a tough yeah. one, isn't it? That's what me and Andrew were saying the other night. Every man is under pressure And that's another thing as well. We need to, if we're going to really improve as a football club, we've obviously uh, talked about selling players, but we need to make sure that when we loan players, they're going to proper teams where they're actually going to play football, not sit on the bench and, you know, like Nathan Niles did or whatever. They actually develop and then we can bring them back and have a look at them again. If they're not yeah. ready, we either loan them or we sell them, you know, and mm. then we can reinvest or or look to them to the future. But we just can't just Daniel, have yeah, Daniel, Ballard. Daniel Ballard's a great example, isn't he? Mm. Who had a brilliant loan last season, sealed a permanent move to, to Sunderland on the back of it, and we've made three million quid, which is great. You know, and we've got a first refusal to buy him back, got sell on clause. And that is a real prime example of how it should work. Um, mm. we'd love to have all the players, wouldn't we, from all the academy filling the team, but it's never going to happen. So, you get them the cl right club at the right time for them, and uh, that can happen, and they can get a good move, and everyone's happy at the end of the day, and they can go on to have a good career. Mm. But uh, Aziz is a prime example last year with, with the loan he went on. It yeah, should have been work, didn't work, didn't work at all. No, mm. it should have been. I think it was a good choice. Because of the manager he was going to be working under. Um, what was it, Smith Rowe? Yeah. Worked with Smith Rowe, yeah. But uh, he got. He's always made room every season. Go on, Steve. Sorry. Yeah, Steve's frozen. Unfortunately. But, no, I was uh, saying, I mean, I think, I think every season. You should make space for one of them. I mean, we got Norton Cuffey, didn't we, from, uh, yeah. you know, our right back. He had a fantastic season, I think, at Lincoln, somewhere like that. You know, again, brought him in from our, our youth system. He's been given a chance to play week in, week out somewhere else. You know, let's bring him in. Let's give him a go. Yeah. Mm. He's a proper talent as well. Really, really good talent. I can't wait to see him develop. Mm. That's Yesterday, I think he could be the best defensive player to come out of our academy since Ashley Cole. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, don't, we haven't really produced that many great defenders out of our academy over the years, but he is probably the closest one that we've got mm. at the moment to emulate Ashley Cole, really. I think he's that could be that good. He's only 18 still. Yeah. Um, Obviously, just got through to the final of the under nineteen Euros, isn't he now as well? Yeah, this weekend, yeah. Final. Uh, so good luck to him. But he, well. he might be going out another loan next year, or he, he could be third choice right back. I don't know. Might get the minutes in the Europa League and see how he goes. But mm. um, I don't think he's far off. I really don't think he's far off playing in the first team. Maybe one more season. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And we yeah. just need it just needs minutes, doesn't he? Like if it's obviously I hope it's with us, but if it isn't, let the kid play and and, and develop him, you know? Yeah. Mm. But I don't hear any links with any right backs or anything. So by that logic, no. you would assume he would he will be playing for us. Yeah. Next season. Yeah, I, I I think that the second choice right back will probably be one of Ben White or Saliba this season, rather than Cedric. That's my hunch. Mm. With maybe yeah. Brooke, Brooke Norton Cuffey behind them for for Carabao Cup and, and stuff like that. Yeah, but, sort of ease him into it, so give him a taste of mm. uh, like Thursday nights and all that under the under the lights. Wednesdays and Tuesdays with the League Cup. But, but you look at Chelsea, you know, they gave Reece James a chance. So look at him now. You know, he'll be going to the World Cup as England's number one choice at the right back. And it just happens that way sometimes, doesn't it? You know, you, you, I can't remember how or why Reece James got his chance. Maybe Aspilicueta got injured some at some point and they were short. So they just thought, well, we'll give him a chance. And he's he never looked back, has he? He's no. And it can happen that way sometimes. Mm. Well, exactly. And I think with that, I think we'll wrap things up. Um, with that, obviously, Steve's having connection issues, so it's not been a good week for him to return to the podcast and all that. And yeah, <laughs> a bit of a, a bit of a gremlins in the system, so I say. But we're going to move on with that and see what we can do for next week. Um, and and what you're coming up on your channel, and what did you do last night on your channel as well? You did a podcast on your channel, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it was good. We had uh, a full house last night, actually. There was five of us on there. It was a really, really good discussion. So go and have a look at it on YouTube. Give it a like. Um, it's on all the audio platforms as well, so please give us a follow on there, whichever one is your preferred option. Um, yeah, next show on my channel, I think we'll, on Sunday we've got it's back on your channel, isn't it, for a Sunday yeah, show? Um, and then next Tuesday, there'll be the next show on my channel as regular mm. as well. Um, hopefully, we'll have some more news to talk about between now and then uh, with the transfers going through. So, well, fingers we should have an official announcement by then, surely. No, about Jesus, at least. Yeah. yeah. And, we'll have, and we'll have more idea where we stand on Martin in situation with Ajax. Touch wood. Um, and yeah, yeah, and by then, obviously, we assume as well the saga of Rafinha will be dealt with one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, hope so. Hope so. Yeah. And obviously, we're getting we days away from we're days away from our first game as well. So, I have a little chat about that as well. And see who's traveling out to Germany and what does that mean? This and the other, like we usually do. Um, yeah. Yeah, I hope they're. I hope they're on free to air. You know, on the on the uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, I'll, have a, uh, I'll have a look around. I'll have a scout on them a bit and have a look, you know on that. Yeah, yeah. I'll still take the piss as usual, and that sort of things. But um, should, should make people pay to watch the pre-season friendlies. That's a bit, yeah, a bit of a piss take, really. Well, that literally is renewal of membership, and you can, and was it two? You renew your membership. It's like two hundred fifty points you get compared to one thousand last year, and that two hundred fifty. We'll cover one of the games. You, to, you can only pay, you know, average you'd have to pay, I think. I don't need to double check that in the morning. I'll call in the morning, double check that. But yeah, that's it's just ridiculous. It is what it is. 
in a day where we we release like twenty different merchandises every every second we use a game, mm. and, and charge like stupid amounts of money for it. But yeah, it cost a living crisis. But yeah, it's just charge hundred pound for a fucking jacket. Or whatever. yeah, if you bought the new training top, you should be able to you know get some sort of code where you can watch the the games yeah. or something. You know. Yeah. Ridiculous. Oh, exactly. But um yeah, Ray, where can we find you and how have you found tonight? Yeah, it's been good, mate. Thank you for having me on. Um I guess just find me on Twitter. Uh I'm still quite new to it in, in fairness, but uh my handle is just Ray underscore Cassim. Um yeah. but yeah, thank you for having me, Ryan. Um like I said, I spoke to Melvin in the uh in the Tollington and yeah. if uh if you guys go to games or anyone in the chat goes to games, that's where I'm normally drinking. Um, so, yeah, come and, come and say hello. Yeah. We've only got one fan in the chat. James Point come in and said, nice to see you on here as well. You're a top man, apparently. Thank you very much. Uh, and me and Luke, I've had enough before that because I've had this, I had this discussion with Rory this morning. Don't make, do not piss me off again. I don't want to spend another half hour discussing this offline. Stop being fucking negative. Lee Gunner does not gospel. Just because he said something <laughs> doesn't mean it's fucking true. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to bang my head of a brick wall. Maybe I'll listen then. Oh, Just dear. have to be grateful that uh, Lee Gunner isn't Fabio Romano. Otherwise, you know, the world oh, would God, be yeah. a very, very difficult <laughs> place, wouldn't it? But yeah, Good luck to him. Oh, dear. But yeah, it's what it is. But yeah, everyone else in the chat, big up to yourselves. Thanks for coming on. Been very busy in the chat actually for our first show, first podcast back of the uh, summer. Um, aside from what me and Andrew have been doing on the Sunday for the last few weeks. So yeah, I've, been, uh, I've loved, to, loved to see you all. Get, uh, it's been good to see you all back in the chat, in, in, uh, engaging with us all and having a laugh and, and getting your points in it as well about certain subjects, say use the theme, the drama, bullshit that went out for yesterday. And in general, just stuff that we've been talking about in general about Arsenal this summer so far and how we feel about next season. But yeah, as I say, our next show will be on Sunday with me and Andrew. Episode four of mine and Andrew's show will be on here. I'm hosting this week. So quick, guys, I will say this. It's a Q&A show. You, you, all got, you, you are the main event of the show. You get your questions in. It doesn't have to be about Arsenal. It doesn't have to be about football. It could be about it could be about anything within reason. It is a family show still. Um, but yeah, just get your questions in. You can either DM me or Andrew or literally when we when we put our announcement tweets out, keep an eye out for that and put your quick get your questions over for that that way. But yeah, or if you have us on WhatsApp or whatever other social platform, just message us your questions and we'll get over them on Sunday. But again, doesn't have to be about Arsenal. You'd be about absolutely anything within reason, obviously. But yeah, you want to get them in now, give you a quick notice now. And that will be what time best for you on that, actually, Andrew. We haven't discussed our time because we've been. I'll uh, I'll let you know in the next day or so off air yeah. um, what my schedule is for this weekend with the kids and everything. So yeah, I'll let yeah. you know. Yeah, no yeah. worries. All right, cool. As soon as I know, obviously, keep out, keep out on Twitter and Instagram and all that. Even on here, community posts and all that, I'll announce it all officially, time wise. And yeah. And the next week we'll do another podcast again. We'll when it's we'll work around when it suits best suits everyone. And as I say, I hopefully have more to talk about and have a bit more of a laugh. 
until then, enjoy the rest of your evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm about to see Mo get knocked out of Wimbledon because he's now fourth set, four two down, like the more than he is at the moment with a metal hip. Um, and yeah, as always, enjoy your rest of your evening, the mornings, afternoons, and yeah, up the Arsenal. Teenagers will happen. <laughs> Thank you for listening to From Dial Square to Air. Please help us grow by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and following the show on your preferred podcast platform. Please also visit our Facebook page, our Twitch channel and of course our YouTube channel, and whilst you are there, please subscribe and hit the notification button so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Please also press the like button on the video so we can get recommended by YouTube to other Arsenal fans all around the world. See you soon. Good morning and welcome to the Central Line. Just let you all know that Tottenham are shit. Tottenham Hotspur are shit.